welcome back to another TTG podcast. Today, we have Matt Greco in studio, owner of Saltcraft in Pleasanton. We're going to have a lot of fun today, and it starts right about now. No, no, well, because we do the back and forth, and then I'm going to do the intro. All right, cool. Perfect. I haven't heard this. Wait, wait. Denise, Chuck, and Kevin coming out to play. They pour that good, good, 90-point V on yay. Thug life, best life, range life, feeling it. Sarah J. Niles, Lion Dean's killing it. Oh, oh, this is not the <laughs> this is not the new one. I jacked up. I'm what sorry. We keep teasing him. We oh. keep teasing him. Um, no, no, no. This is the intro. Uh, it's so much better this way. Dang. It's so much better <laughs> this are, way. Oh I played God. the wrong one. We <laughs> hey, we don't break characters on the DVD commentary. <laughs> this, is yeah. so, this. this is so us. This is uh, <laughs> this is so us. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm that disappointed in myself. People. Damn it. Oh, man. This we never were... happens. <laughs> <laughs> this never happens. Damn it. It's usually not like this. All right. We got another, we got another chance at the, end of the, uh, right. at the end of the episode. But let's here we go. Chain right. on, get us started. All right. Welcome God back. TTG Podcast. Another episode here. We have something, <laughs> someone very, very special here. We have Matt Greco from Saltcraft. Hey-o. Um, Hello. So before we get started, uh, hosts, we have Mr. Colin Craner. What it is. We have Mr. Jeremy Troop Massey. Hello. That was, Hello. Wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, we're usually the other other way around. I know how. Huh? This is confusing me. Like the seats are swapped, like <laughs> left and right. Spots with such personas. Yeah. This is this is really it's weird. It's a little bit different being over here on Right Net. <laughs> uh, welcome back. Thank you guys as always for listening. As you know, you can find us on Instagram at ttg underscore podcast. You can email us at through the grapevine podcast at gmail dot com. Um, there's many ways you can get in touch. Honestly, the best way, I keep giving out the email. I, I don't discourage you from emailing, but the best way to get a hold of us is to direct, direct, direct. DM. Hit me in the DM. DM us on our. Um, he goes down in the DM. On our Instagram, <laughs> and we'll, we'll get back to you. Any, any suggestions, any questions. But putting all that aside, we have someone very, very, very special today. Um, his name is Matt Greco. How are you doing today, Matt? Cheers, yeah, everybody. everybody you? Golf clap. Cheers. Speaking of cheers, John. Oh, let's make do, sure let's we get some ching ching on there. What do we have Speaking here? Some JTM. Pino, Noah. There we go. We got plenty. Of t- so we're doing. Uh, actually, I thought it was. Um, so we. It's J Lore Fog's Reach Royal Seiko Monterey Pinot Noir. I'm, I'm happy with this. I, I forgot the bottle cost, but go J Lore. Heck yeah, not what? bad. It's got to be sub thirty. It's definitely sub thirty, but not you know not in the realm of BTG, right? So, but even then, if this is a sixty-two dollar bottle of Pinot on a, on a wine list, I'm happy mm-hmm. with this every time. So, what do you think about that, Matt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard it first. <laughs> yes, Matt it says it's really good. I like it. <laughs> okay, oh. it doesn't suck. That's a chef's. That's a chef's. Like that's the ultimate compliment, compliment <laughs> from a chef, right? Oh, it's, it's really good. It doesn't it just, suck. It just doesn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's let's get into it, Matt. <clears throat> Thank you for being here. Of course. Um, I want to get into Sawcraft. I want to get into uh, your time at Wente. I want to get into a bunch of stuff. But I mean, honestly, just straight away, what was uh, what what broke you into the industry? What are some of your first jobs? I kind of always worked in food. You know, I mean, one of my my very first job was like at scooping ice cream at Baskin Robbins. Nice. And then I was you know working at like a pizza place in college, and from there, um. You know, I started working at this small, like, kind of European style deli um, where they just made everything. You bought it by the pound. Mm-hmm. I worked there every morning before I go to class. Um, and it was, and then from there, you know, the the guys in the kitchen were like, uh, "You want to, you want to come, want to come cook with us?" And it's like, sure. You know, I started cooking for them, and um, and then from there, through another friend, got into like a small little. French Bistro there in Austin, Texas, over 20 years ago, and then holy smokes! So where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Texas. Holy right. smokes! Yeah, all right. Tejas for Texas those yeah. searching. Wow! All right. all right. So, and we, you're going to school. What were you going to school for? Uh, audio production. Yeah. Right. Oh wow! Oh, man. Are you Why didn't you say that dude. earlier? When I'm trying to, <laughs> we actually need a producer. <laughs> no. Look, he's all quiet over here. He's like watching me just jack everything up, and he's like, ha, 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 "Look at this guy." <laughs> They're using headphone just, jack. That's things. That's such a bomb you just dropped. <laughs> I didn't get very far, to be honest with you. Oh, oh man. So okay. we're doing pretty good. So okay. Yeah. So so you approve of this? We don't suck. We don't suck. Very cool. So, I mean, no, just, I mean, break it down. I mean, what, what drew you to the industry? What really kind of set you afire to, to want to do this? 
you know, I think it's, I hate to say it, it's, it's kind of weirdly probably in my blood. Like you find out later, you know, like my grandmother was a baker for like 40 years. Mm-hmm. And then I found out later, like my grandfather was a bread baker back in his early twenties, you know, and my, I just grew up like, you know, I just grew up like making barbecue with my dad. My mom was like a little, one of those, like, you know, she was, she catered and everybody just, you know, she was just a great home cook. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I kind of fell into it, you know, during college and, uh, and, you know, ended up deciding to kind of, you know, I was actually, I was actually playing music. I was just like, grew up like basically yes. I was in a punk band and we did some albums and, oh man and we, and it was just a really easy transition, you know, from like, oh, well, I can sleep on floors in the back of vans and, <laughs> and now I can just be a broke cook, you know, yeah, to learn how to cook, you know, well, Jason at the head of the show, this, dude, this, the this, subject matter just changed. God, this is insane. <laughs> well, yeah. here, but this is what I like. So we had Craig Plouffe here. He, you know, winemaker and uh, he started off wanting to come here. He came to the city um, wanting to have a, to start a band and pursue music. We had Francis, we had Chef French yeah. Hogan on here. I mean, he's huge. You know, why he... I um, started working was because he wanted to buy his first guitar, guitar. Yeah. right? <laughs> so there's something special there, man. There's something special in the water when you're a musician, right? I think it's a little bit, at least for me, like there was a little bit of that, like, you know, it's a little bit of that controlled chaos. Yeah. You know, um, I think that there's, you know, there's a... Uh, you call that control, what you got going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, there's, I, I, I think it's, yeah, I think there's a little bit of, I think it's just that kind of... I, I mean, for me, it was just the, I don't know, the fire, mm-hmm. you know, the, there's just something about, you know, the people I was working with at the time, you know, were just kind of people like myself. In fact, it was like, you know, a friend of mine, I mean, I think literally I got that job at the French Bistro, like a friend of mine, it was like at a show at like Emo's in Austin and she was like, come work with us, you know, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, I'll, I'll try it out. <laughs> did, um, you, did you start front of house work going to the back or did you work your way starting from the back of house? I mean, how did you get into the industry? Yeah, it was just, it was always in the back of the house. It was mm-hmm. always cooking. Okay. Yeah. And then from there, I just, um, you know, at one point, like I was out in LA for a little bit playing and then I, when I came back to Texas and made the decision I want to cook and at one point, you know, it was like, my the chef I was working for, um, like I was actually like homeless and I was like living in his like spare bedroom and he was like, You gotta go to culinary school. You gotta get out of this town. Mm. Oh wow. And uh and I was like, Okay. And so I went to the CIA in uh, Hyde Park, New York. Mm-hmm. Oh nice. And then yeah. from there, you know, I just kind of fell into I kind of fell in backwards into a really great position in the city. I you know, knew someone there in New York and uh she got me a um she got me a stage at uh, for uh, Cafe Blood, which at the time was only like Danielle Blood's second restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like really didn't know much even about Danielle at the time. I was like twenty three or twenty two, and uh, you know got a ended up working there during you know during school during my externship, and then ended up coming back there after um, my uh, after graduating. And it was kind of at that time, you know. I was there for, I was with the company for four years and it was like watching my chef who I worked for, watching him grow, watching the company grow. And you're just like in the middle of all of it, you know, which is a great, just a great experience. Sounds like your, your path was kind of built on connections. It was all connections. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I printed a resume for like, <laughs> no, that, no, that's incredible. Said, though. Yeah. I mean, that's, give us a yeah. little, Hell give, give us a, a little, uh, like, you know, so let's talk Sawcraft. What, you know, who, who, what is your cuisine? What are you offering? Um, you know, let's chat about that. You talk about grand, you know, father, grandma, mother, uh, being baking a little baking in yeah. there. We know you make some bread. Um, I think, I mean, for me, like when I started this idea of Sawcraft, it was more of like, you know, I just wanted it to be this kind of based off principles, just like, very ingredient driven and, and we make everything in house. That's the kind of the name salt and craft, you know, mm-hmm. craft is, you know, make everything by hand. But, um, but I really, I think kind of like having a good amount of time in like fine dining and, 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 and I went to fine dining because I, you know, I wanted to learn to, I really wanted to learn to cook. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really wanted that formal training. I think like playing music, I never really got like formal training. Like it was a lot of, you know, from this person, that person being, mm-hmm. in, you know, marching band or being in choir, you, you know, right. I didn't have any money as a kid. And I just like, you did what you had to do to try to learn how to play music. And, mm-hmm. um, so I really was see- seeking out that formal training. I never really, I never wanted to be like a fine dining chef. Mm-hmm. And, um, did you complete the program at, at the at CIA? 
Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and then, so I, I, I kind of just kind of kept falling to it. I mean, I was at Cafe Blue for four years, did everything there. And then I got a chance to go work with Gray Coon, set his new restaurant, did everything there, became a sous chef. So I kind of just was like still in this like, you know, this atmosphere of like fine dining. I always want to do something casual. Um, and so then I think after kind of years of going back and forth with that um, and, uh, you know, it's like I really wanted this place like Sawcraft. I wanted it to be like, like I said, the elevation of everyday, you know, the everyday meal. Mm-hmm. You know, these are all these things that we eat every day. Um, sandwiches, pastas, salads, um, some more lesser cut kind of meats for entrees and that sort of thing. You know, nothing, you know, a little bit more of that than the special occasions place. And so that was kind mm-hmm. of my goal for Sawcraft. That's great. And you keep saying casual, but I mean, I've dined there, you know, a few times and there's nothing casual about what you, what's on the plate It's high quality food and everything. There's an intention with everything you do. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think that is that hard. That is that kind of like that wanting to make everything and mm-hmm. knowing how to make it a little bit, how to make it better. And it's much as like, for me, it feels casual, you know, it's mm-hmm. me. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think on the back end, it's me kind of simplifying a lot of those kind of those techniques and those processes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad that it comes off, you know, that it comes off a little bit more than, than it is. I think it, or I mean, or not that it is, but more, more like more than I, you know, I think, I think what you do, Matt is, uh, and I think what Jason was alluding to is, uh, you deliver exceptional quality at a pretty fair price. I'd say more than fair. Um, the the pot roast sandwich, right? Okay, just something I'm just going to grab. I had that recently, so yeah. I'm going to think about it. Um, just, you know, at at whatever a sandwich costs for lunch during the day, at, at, at many places, it's pretty easy to hit up Cisco, grab a chicken breast, throw a mozzarella slice on top, sure. or whatever, a little, mm-hmm. little pre-made pesto or whatever, right? But you're talking about a sandwich that you literally... You're baking the bread, right? You're you're doing the meat, cust. You know, it, it's a it's a process that starts at the beginning of the day. Maybe you could tell us more about that. Um, you're using, you know, it's not a slice of, you know, it's not a craft single. We're talking like nice <laughs> crunchy <laughs> cheddar. I'm just saying. I, yeah. I think what Jason was getting at is like, you're getting very, uh, you know, high end materials, right? And, and assembling them in a way that's presentable yeah. to people, and you're delivering at an exceptional value. And I think Thanks. that that's that's what I mean, because it's so easy to go grab some frozen burger patties and flip them and think, do your thing. But yeah. And that was a big part of like with like Saltcraft as I look at it, I said, like you said, I love to cook and I love the craft of it. Um, and, you know, for me, it's the, there is that there are these kind of, you know, I don't go to find any restaurants anymore like i used to i have three kids i'm in the same boat as a lot of people out <laughs> mm. here you know and and you just like you know you, you want something better than just that the mm-hmm. you know the all the kind of cisco products that a lot of people serve and you know can we get no back shots to, fired at cisco by the way no shots no shots i mean there goes our first sponsor Hey guys, this is Emma. Just wanted to take a quick break and remind you that Through the Grapevine is brought to you by Nottingham Cellars. Visit us in the tasting room Thursday through Sunday from 11 to 5 p.m. I'll see you there. <laughs> just and to expand upon what you're, I mean, what the point is. Or you're just let at. me rephrase that prepared, pro- pre- prepared products. Sure. There we go. Um, and, you know, pre made items as well. Um, and unfortunately that's kind of, I mean, you know, you look at it now that, you know, more, more than ever I own a business and you look at it and you understand why people go that direction. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, uh, it's definitely challenging, you know, where I am just trying to make a sandwich, but I'm also like, I need someone who has a, like a little bit of skill, Mm -hmm. you know, cooking skill Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, at the same time too. And that's, and that is the, you know, that is definitely the 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 challenge that faces me a lot with what we do at Saltcraft. Mm-hmm. We That's we so really rare. we we still even with the sandwiches, you know, I think that we always wanted kind of like again, it is something that you kind of identify with, right? But it's like, you know, like the beef sandwich you're talking about. Like the reality of is like, you know, the 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 sauce on that is a green garlic sauce, you know. Well, you know, that comes from having a garden and you you know, you have the green garlic for the cover crop to put back some nitrogen back into the soil. And then of course, instead of throwing it away, you use it and, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many different ways to use it. And so that is that kind of that, 
seasonal element and you know kind of having that experience of like growing your own vegetables for your restaurant mm-hmm. you know it's amazing that's fine we just talked about that in our little oakville recap is kind of uh where particularly i mean so chefs working with their farmers um in terms of how they're sourcing the quality of quality of product um you know in, in a lot of cases going to the farms and like you know touching the dirt touching the soils this is why this happens um and where like winemakers have come um being you know being more and more and more involved in where the you know touching the same dirt where the fruit comes from working from the people that are the, the farmers and the growers um and then you know also just kind of backtracking before we get too far away from it you mentioned fine dining right um, i wouldn't describe saltcraft as fine dining but what is very evident is that the concept yourself um and really just like restaurants like a saltcraft range life um, in sabio is you get these chefs who come from a, a fine dining but they understand like it's in its simplest form, you're making it more approachable. So you can come in, have fun. You can have that glass of wine. You can be, you know, you can be loud every once in a while. But when it comes down to it, that whatever's on that plate is serious. Like you know, and it's it, you know, you can still see the technique in even just making a sandwich. Um, it's a lot easier said than done, right? And so, and I I love where food is going in that because it doesn't need to be Gary Danko. I don't I don't need that. You know, it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be all that all the time but there's nothing wrong with you know picking up i think you have one of the best lunch specials in the tri-valley haven't made it for dinner yet which i will but the half sandwich side salad side soup um fresh glass of lemonade walk out the door for 22 bucks before tip like i'll take that all day for what you know what you're delivering um so i you know kind of that's that's what that's what i would say i've grasped from you know what you know casual but 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 like Elevated. Elevated. Yeah. You know, we're here to play. We're, we're here There's to a make purpose things. for everything. Yeah, so, yeah. Matt, like, you you know, Saltcraft is what it is right now. I think we'll talk more about that. But, like, uh, tell us about after college to, uh, you know, uh, most uh, – I know you from the, your time at Wente. That's yeah. about, like, yeah. where my right. Matt story starts. So tell us a little bit about more from college to how you got to Wente and yeah, steps I, along the way. I, I – um, you know, I moved to New York. I, I got this, you know, I got this opportunity to co- go back and work at Cafe Blue. You know, this was 2000. Um, and, you know, took it, you know, living in a lo- large city really wasn't, you know, my speed. And I thought, okay, I'll do this for two years. And then, you know, next thing you know, it's four years. And then, uh, and then I got another opportunity to work for Greg Kuntz. And that was like, you know, he was just, he's just a great, amazing chef who's done a lot. Um, for the, you know, American, basically American food scene and a lot of great chefs were underneath him and got to do that. And then, you know, when the chef at Cafe Blue, Andrew Carmelini, when he went on his own, you know, he asked me then to come and be a sous chef at his new project, um, of Oche. And, um, that was another great experience because, you know, we got like nominated for James Beard, best new restaurant in America, 2006. And, you know, just, that was just a, a crazy hard year Mm -hmm. um and then and then from there i went um went you know worked with gray some more and then um finally you know i kind of that you know wanting to be something more casual i've been putting this concept together of like just my heritage growing up in texas and barbecuing kind of with and then kind of put that with that fine dining um uh training And so I had this kind of like this smoked meat kind of concept that I was, that I wanted to do. And ultimately got through a friend, uh, hooked up with these guys who were opening a, um, a bourbon restaurant in Brooklyn. And so it was called char number four. And we opened in 2008, we got like top 10 best new restaurant, um, Connie Nast, New York magazine. Um, uh, and also, um, New York, New York, Ohio. Yeah. New York, Ohio. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then from there, you know, I was there for three years and at that time, you know, I'd been in New York for over a decade and, um, you know, every couple of years I just, you know, I really wanted to kind of leave and, um, and, and finally I decided to, uh, you know, take the, take the plunge, you know, things were good opportunities kept coming up there in New York. And I finally just had to say like, I gotta, I gotta, you know, move on and get off the Island. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and so, you know, it was actually like through a friend, um, I had contacted some people out here in the Bay area. My wife's from the Bay area and, 
you know, had interviewed for a few jobs in the city. And, you know, I, I kind of came back always thinking like, is that really, you know, is that really the transition I want to do? Like, I'm just going from one big city to another. Is that, is that what I'm really looking for? Um, and then, you know, a friend of mine, uh, hooked me up with the headhunter that was looking, that was, you know, looking, you know, that was looking for the chef position, um, for Winty. And, um, you know, at first I was a little hesitant, like, am I, you know, working at a winery? Is that, is that, is that me? Like, you know, um, and then I, you know, went out and did it and they had the garden. They wanted to like reinstall the beef program and everything. And, you know, that to me was exactly what I was looking to do. Did you know anything about Wenty at this time? I mean, did you, was, were they on your radar at, in any way, shape, or form? Or I just knew of like the Livermore Valley studying wine classes, and um, that's awesome. And 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 culinary school, and so it was we're, like we're in the textbooks in the culinary school. That's cool. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So it was it was it was it was just kind of knowing that area, mm-hmm. and um, from that, and then you know, kind of coming out here and it was like, this is going to be a little bit more small town. Um, and you know, you got this like old restaurant on the end of this, like, you know, windy road, (laughs) you know, like it's just the, the kind of, you hear about that, you know, the, the restaurant at the end of the windy road in the country, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and to some extent, like in the back of my head, I've always dreamed about, you know, that was one of the things I would definitely could see myself doing super romantic idea. Yeah. Is and, that, uh, <laughs> can you just talk to the, uh, I mean, that, obviously that's a different style of restaurant, right? So, I mean, what are some of the, you know, I mean, what are some of the more notable differences in working, you know, uh, you know, there's hotel restaurant, there's winery restaurant, 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 right. what were some of the you know settleties that were like, I made? think, I mean, every place you go, you, you kind of, you definitely need, you have to adapt. Mm-hmm. I mean, going from like working on the upper East side, to like Brooklyn. I mean, those are two different crowds and, and you know, you all of a sudden you're like, you know, you, you can't have anything with a bone in it on the Upper East Side and then down in Brooklyn, they want nothing but bones and on, you know, like it's just this, you always have to kind of like look at your demographic and figure it, and it takes a little while to figure it out. So I would say that's the, you know, the, you know, coming out here and, and, and you're like trying to figure out the demographic a little bit and, um, and, and what people are looking to do. And then ultimately you, you know, just try to create something that is within what they want. When you first came here to the Valley, what was your initial impression of the people, what they want here, what they expect their expect, you know, things like that. I just, I mean, for me, I just, I thought, first of all, I just thought like, Oh my God, this area is gorgeous. You know, it's mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful. And, um, you know, and I think, you know, I think growing up in Texas to me, it was just really easy to kind of like kind of get, you know, that, you know, just that palette, you know, I mean, there's actually, I mean, what's, what was challenging, I think from out here is I think that there's a lot more like, there's a lot more, you're trying to cover a lot of ground. That's part of the difference that I found. Like, for example, like in New York, you can just be very singular. There's tons of restaurants, right? People don't come in your restaurant and ask you to do something else. They're coming there for the, for, for this one thing, you know, strawberry sandwich. Pastrami sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you like, you know, you wouldn't come in the charter before and, and, and ask for a, like, you know, can I just get a bowl of pasta? And when we say, well, we don't do pasta, you know, you don't like walk out. Like you don't come in and say that. Uh, whereas here it's like out here when you're in a smaller area, you're like, I mean, you have like meat lovers. You have people who want that big steak. You have people mm-hmm. who want, you know, who want you to be the restaurant outside of that isn't the San Francisco restaurant that's not in San Francisco. You have, you know, vegetarians, vegans, mm-hmm. um, you have people who don't want you to be that restaurant, the San Francisco restaurant. They want you just to be this restaurant. So you had a lot of, you know, different de- demands and needs. And so then you just kind of keep, you know, is that fun for you? or Is that more challenging? I, I find it, I find it challenging. You know, I, I mean, I find it in, in a good challenge, you know, it was never about like, I don't, I don't know if like, Cause I feel like when like chefs talk about like their voice, you know, their, their, you know, this is my food mm-hmm. in quotations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I think to some, some extent it's like, you got to kind of let go and let places influence you as well, mm-hmm. you know, because that's the fun part too. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and, and, and so you kind of, and, and that, and that to me is like, you know, there's my takeaway from New York. There's my takeaway from Texas. There's my takeaway from like, you know, working, 
and fine dining on the, on the Upper East Side in New York and then cooking in Brooklyn. And then, you know, and then I'm out in like this restaurant at a, at a winery, you know, like they're like they all influence me. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that ultimately is what shapes your voice. Yeah. So how long were you at Wenty for? Almost four years. Yeah. Okay. Three and a half, I think. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't realize that. So one of the, uh, you said before, I, I don't know if we had it recorded or, um, but you said you've, you, you've listened to um, Francis's episode. Um, I know you guys have a relationship. I know in, in the process of opening Soulcraft, you were, you were over at the kitchen here and there doing some things yeah. and, yeah. you know, staying busy. Um, one of the things that he said, um, which I hadn't heard before, um, I thought it was interesting. They talked about, you know, the primary differences, primary being differences between an East Coast perspective, chef, you know, perspective versus a West Coast, where he said East Coast is a little more technique drives ingredient. We're here in the West Coast, ingredient drives technique, right? And that's not to say either is, coast yeah. don't have, but like, what are, you know, as a chef here from Austin, what is, what is your yeah. thought on that idea? Yeah, no, I think that that is, I think that is very, you know, um, I remember my first like Chez Panisse, you know, back in the early two thousands. Like my first. that seems that seems to be the place that people go first. Chez A lot Panisse? of people say that, right? Like, well, I mean, because at one yeah. point, you know, it was definitely yeah. considered, you know, the beacon of a lot of. Of, of the Bay Area. No, yeah. Now, and, 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 and I know, yeah. understand that, like, a lot of Bay Area chefs who were, you know, really have, when I say Bay Alice Area Waters. chefs, really have, you know, spent a lot of time here, are definitely trying to say, yes, we can be that, but we can also be this as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they don't want to be kind of pigeonholed into, like, that. But, I mean, I think that when you, when I, when I ate there, it's like you get it. You know, you get, like, the whole just, like, really simple, man, the ingredients are really good. I think, you know, in New York, at least when I was cooking, you know, we, we didn't have, like, this... Like we had some great ingredients and the great chefs, a lot of them were, you know, they're, I mean, it wasn't just like all from one area. We couldn't say local, right? You're like, <laughs> you're getting this one <laughs> yeah. Luca olive oil from, you know, from Italy. You're fly, flying in, you know, king crab from Alaska. You're flying in, you know, a fish from Michigan. You're, you know, like, and, and a little bit, uh, there's that a little bit more of that import export, Mm-hmm. You know, Market. in New York, because that's, you know, I mean, ultimately like Art the history action. of yeah. Art Vandalay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, but, yeah, I think I think the one thing that I, I see a big difference in is like I think there's definitely more of that. Like you have that a lot more of that, like kind of I don't want to say peasant, but like, y- you know, Humble peasant co- cooking, you know, mm-hmm. of, of different kind of di- of, of different places in the in the world you know i mean that's what new york is i mean it is all these kind of you know from all these different ethnics from humble beginnings ethni- right? ethnicities sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. from all kinds of like the world and you have like you know uh, i think a stronger appreciation for you know um like tripe you know i mean you can i can make tripe in a restaurant in new york and sell it we can make these kind of off cuts these sort of things and people really get into it uh whereas here eh, not so much Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about um, local places for you when you dine out? Now that you're here on the West Coast, uh, if you were to dine out or maybe for inspiration or, you know, what do you look towards um, up and down the coast here? Um, I got I to gotta be honest with you. I'm not I don't get out as much. <laughs> after 2014, yeah. after my twins, uh, the twins were born, oh yeah, twins. <laughs> after two and three, oh, we kind of we kind of lost. We we definitely try to keep up with all the you know all the chef-driven restaurants there for a while. Um, but, I mean, I'm always interested in kind of, I mean, I'm interested in a lot of things, to be honest with you. Like, I, I just, you know, I'm even interested. I, I've always loved process, you know. I mean, I am I even look at fast food restaurants and kind of I'm poking my head behind, you know, looking around. Like, you know, just always wondering how they do this. Yeah, I think we had <laughs> that know? conversation at the winery. Why can't we have like high quality at this pace? We were talking right. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah. C- why couldn't I do Wiener like a salt craft drive through? Have yeah. you been to? You know, uh, and and why? You know why? And and or it's like, as we look at our sandwiches, right? And it's like, why can't we? Why couldn't we take a subway? Literally, just replace all their ingredients with, with our your ingredients, ingredients. Yeah, and just keep, yeah, yeah. And and it, it, like, would it would it be like? Could we just roll the same way and get it out? I think we could, um, but uh, I think that that is. Uh, I I mean, definitely, I, I look at that. I look at you know, I, I love anyone. I really love anyone who's actually like mm-hmm. making food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Southie 
in uh, Oakland. It's uh, I have been to Southie. Southie is 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 close to what yeah. you're talking about as I think I've ever had. Yeah, it's, I have uh, been there. What's the, the Wood Tavern? It's Wood Tavern. Wood next Tavern, door. yeah, it's small. Yeah, little. it's their small place next door. They have a kitchen smaller in this podcast booth. I'd say half of it. <laughs> it's this half right there. Wow. There's a hot grill, um, a couple burners, and a, a cold prep. And then on this side is like garnish. And these dudes, there's two or three of them working in unison, banging out dishes, bro. Like, and they own the menus like the pork sandwich, the chicken sandwich, or the beef sandwich. <laughs> then it's like three salads and a couple apps. And it's it's exactly what you're talking about. There's probably 17 total ingredients yeah. available, but they're all exceptionally well procured and put together fucking deliciously and that's kind of how yeah saltcraft is like i'd say the pleasanton uh, southie i don't want to say southie i think not no shot at southie but you do a lot more behind the scenes as far as making your own bread and the pastrami that you do downstairs and some of the other things that take place making your own pasta dude that's i don't want to detract from saltcraft so if we can roll back to the opening and like i'm looking for clarity um on this point okay um (laughs) Because I could be wrong, but from what I've gathered is that when you opened, you started talking. And what made me think about this is you started talking about like high quality, fast-ish, casual, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like when you opened, you were hoping to be a little bit different than what you've evolved into now in terms of the style of service. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And can you? I mean, can you tell? I mean, tell me like what what was the original model versus where it's kind of you know subtleties and transition now. Yeah, we originally wanted something a little bit more, you know, definitely a lot more kind of grab and go. Um, And I think kind of what happened was is the build out, you know, you you, you run into you run into all kinds of issues and then restrictions. And then ultimately the build out kind of messed up that whole idea. And I think that we continue to kind of stick with it. You know, always in hindsight, we should have due to the the build out, we should have abandoned the, the system of a little bit more self-service. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I think on top of that, you know, there is, I think I kind of underestimated the expectation from us, from the general community. You know, there was definitely a lot of people who wanted us to do stuff we were doing at Winty. And, uh, and so, and so, yeah. And so then, you know, you, you, you know, to do that, yeah, to, to match it, you got to have some service to go along with it. So, um, you know, that's that we adapted. We, we, we looked at it really quickly and we said, this isn't working. This isn't, you know, this isn't going to work. So let's, let's retool. And from, from an operational standpoint, um, I, I didn't get a chance to go to it in the infancy stages. Um, and like I said, I, 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 Best. It's good that you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Best, you know, I think Sabio with those dollar oysters, find me a better happy hour, but find me a better lunch special than what Salt Crafts is doing right now. 100%. In terms of the services that I've been able to go to. Uh, but it takes, I mean, there's a lot to be said about as a business owner, as a concept, as a brand to that quickly be like, this might not work. So, you know, I mean, let's, let's continue to ride out on it, but let's not get caught with our pants down and like, what's the transition? Let's start thinking about it. Do we, you know, in terms of, implementing we yeah. need we need some front of the house servers we need a host we need this you know we need this person we need these aspects so um and it's great to see that you've done that because that could i mean that could that could that could have drowned you um you might, yeah you know? so. yeah for sure i mean i think that and i think that sometimes you there's a lot of things we took chances on and we we you know we had an idea of change and ultimately we you know we were successful in those and then oh, that was a big one that we were not successful in mm-hmm. um but you know we, like i said we change it we move on and um we adapt yeah. So, yeah. Casual mid, mid, mid. Cheers to that. Seriously, because it could have been a whole different picture. I'm glad could have. Salt is still kicking. I'm out of wine. And I do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I do have a few questions for you. And uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm going to ask you seven questions very rapidly. Holy shit. Oh, God. This <clears> is bad. Because you had mentioned that you, you also scope out, like, fast food and things like that. So it, it made me feel like maybe you're a, a fast food connoisseur. Um, so I'm going to say... This or this, and I want you to choose one. Okay. Okay. I just want to know what uh, 
what chefs eat in fast food when they're, when they're not making. I just food. I, I want to be clear before we start this. You know, it's like I have no shame. I'm not going to be one of those chefs who tries to claim I've never eaten at fast food restaurants. Let's go. Right? I have. I you have, know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of them that try to cl- that make this claim. Let's talk. Like we Jimmy all Jones. grew up on Let, McDonald's. Right. No, for we sure. We all grew up on McDonald's. No, be a winner <laughs> no, no, <laughs> for sure. And, and this is gonna you know. Boy, I just Jeremy wanna, loves the schnitzel. I want to see if our palates are the same as far as food. Okay, you ready? Let's do it. Okay, ready. So first one: KFC or Popeyes? Popeyes. Del Taco or Taco Bell? Neither. Oh, oh, oh that one hurt me so Dude, bad. Show over. Keep going. Get out. Keep going. Get out. Okay, okay. The answer uh, is tea smell. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, we got uh, Burger King or McDonald's? McDonald's. Oh, yeah. In and out or Five Guys? In and out. Yeah. Carl's Jr. or Wendy's? Wendy's. Oh. Subway or Togo's? Or Salt Subway. Subway. Oh. Salt Subway? Crab. Okay. The last one Mr. Chow's or Panda Express? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> oh. Well done, well Chinese done. Food. Thank you. Wow. I love. There wasn't a Wiener Schnitzel question in there because brilliant. it stands alone. <laughs> Wiener Schnitzel stands alone. There is no comp- there is no competition. It's Jay Wiener Schnitzel is always coming with the segments, dude. I'm, he's the guy on that. We got to give it. To, that is. Man, well, I'm cheers. So thank proud. you. Thank you for participating. That Damn. was. Uh, a couple uh, surprises there. Uh, Mr. Chow's, though, right? Dude, you have Mr. Mr. Chow's? Yes. Mr. Chow's is legit. You Mr. Nayward for a little bit. And so. you, yeah, that's why I said yeah. Mr. Chow's, dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, I want to, all right, so let's, I want to, uh, Taco Bell, Del Taco heard a little bit, but Subway over Tocos, why? Mr. Sandwich Man. Sandwich guy. I think it's, you know, I think where fast food gets you is nostalgia. Right? Ah, uh, yeah. Like it just, it just, I mean, I hadn't, get you. Happy Gilmore? I haven't. <laughs> right, right. You know, you know, you know, know. You know. Yeah. Talk um, about a hole in one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I snorted on the mic. Hey, happy. <laughs> Can I have one? Crop Can out, I get one of those? Crop out that snort. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, damn it. Uh, no, I think I, I kind of, you, you have to be somewhat impressed by like the fact that, you know, I, I hadn't eaten McDonald's in like, I don't know. Forever. I mean, like fast food places in, in New York are just like, mm-hmm. like you don't go to them. You know, they're just like they're dirty. They're kind of scary. <laughs> you too know? many good restaurants. Yeah, yeah there's too many great restaurants that you can pop in and grab something. Um, and maybe about a year ago, like I finally like like I went there. And you, when you have kids, you're just like, oh wait, they have a playground, mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and like I can keep my kid. Like you just give them for, like. And they're occupied for like an hour, and you're like, okay, you know, you're not a kid unless you went to that nasty ball pit. Oh, That's yeah. right. Like you had, like <laughs> oh, you had to. You had. I got to. scurvy from the ball and pit. <laughs> scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my grill's messed. Let's see the bad grill. But go. Ahead. Uh, but I you. Know. But you like. You you taste that like, that hamburger, and mm-hmm. it's like, like. Flashbacks from high school that I haven't had in, you know, oh, it yeah. just it's like how do, like you have to be kind of impressed that like something is that consistent that I can like in and trigger kind of these like strange memories, you know, two o'clock in the morning drinking all day and you're getting those dollar McDoubles. Yeah. I get it. not yeah. that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, you and your boys take a two dollar tacos. At, uh, take a oh, apparently not. Puffy, so where puffies. do you get your tacos, brother? Yeah. Where do you, where, where, where do you get your junkie tacos if you don't go to Del Taco or Taco Bell? Where do I get my junkie tacos? And not, I mean, maybe more of a food truck taco guy. Yeah, taco I, definitely, I definitely like the the food truck. Okay, okay. yeah. There's, um, okay, but I mean, I'm okay to be honest with, with you, like my Authentic my wife loves tacos, and there's a lot of like, you know, there's a lot of like there's a pork roll thrown in the oven, and then we we make tacos at home. Okay, yeah, a lot shoulder. of that. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. When you got you at home, I I'm guess not you make tacos right. at home. But if you do go out, <laughs> we'll, we'll where, where do you go in Pleasanton or Livermore for just, just like a taco? Was it the like the other place right there, like Don Cheppy's, the little the place Why on so um, right there Chepe's? on on um, Santa Rita? Mm-hmm. Is it before you enter downtown? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I think I know what that is. Okay, yeah, and it's kind of yeah. gone over a few Mexico hands. Lindo. Uh, it, 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 it's gone over a few hands before, and it was actually you know the, the guys there do. Definitely do a, a good job. So of, okay. you live in you live in Pleasanton. Huh? I do. Okay, yeah. so you're all right, Pleasanton cat. Cool. Have you uh, take if we're on tacos real quick? Give me thirty seconds to plug. <laughs> yeah, Taqueria Consuelito. Have you been to that place oh, yet? So oh no, good. I haven't been there yet. So Lita? we talk about Bombasta? we love talking about like little pockets of off awesomeness. Be it the best lunch, the best happy hour. Thursday through Sunday, Taqueria Consuelito closes the restaurant early to pull all the food outside and serve food until 
one thirty, two o'clock. And by food, I mean tacos. So, you know, they got lengua, pastor. Is that right? Yeah. What? It is It is like, and that's what I love. That's is this how the you, one on Vasco? This is, no, this is over by the the the, the McDonald's oh, um, the, in Livermore, the under the bridge, the um, yeah, yeah. P Street, you know, something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it is just, one, it's like, that's industry right there. You get off at 11.30, 11.45, and like you have a place Let's to go see. like that. <laughs> and I mean, unofficially, officially, like BYOB, um, which is just super, uh, like, Gem, 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 gem. So the next, yeah, keep that in mind. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're off a little later. You need, like, real food, real food. Um, Taqueria, Consuelito, late night. And it also just says when you can start putting together gems like that, best lunch spot, best late night spot, best bar, best happy hour, best dinner. Like, we're, Livermore's putting together, like, I can, if you ask me, like, I'm, I'm confident giving you those answers, you know? Cause that's that like even our bowling alley is cool. Have you guys been to our bowling alley? Yeah, it's pretty sick. I've been going there for like twenty. It's been there for a long time. Yeah, been going there for like twenty. We've got years. a full bar back there. Like, yeah. like just yeah. these fun little places that yeah. just add to the, you know, the complexity and range of fun. Now you talk about fine dining done well, but in a casual like atmosphere, the experience should be able to. You should be able to have the experience like that too. You know what I mean? These pockets of just awesome memories, whatever it is. But, like, maybe it's at a bowling alley. Maybe it's in the back alley of a taqueria who pulls out a, you know, yeah. fucking mm-hmm. flame grill and just kills it. You know what I mean? So We're going to do our fast food show. Taqueria. Like, coming up next. <laughs> hey, what's his name? Over um, by us. Hey, baby, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Timmy. Timmy, hey, how you Timmy, doing, with, man? You know, I may not be the best barbecue, but nobody tries harder than I do. Oh, oh that's right. That's it. That's all. It's uh, we got it. We yes. got we got the players. We got the flavor here, guys. Um, <laughs> well, speaking about uh, having a good time and uh, tacos, Talk about your uh, your wine program. You put it together. <laughs> Talk about your. No, I'm serious. I mean, you you that, you. That was an odd segue. Yeah, I know. Was that that didn't make sense? Right. Having a good time drinking wine and I'm then having sorry, tacos. Baby. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, one of the and another thing I really wanted to do is kind of with Saltcraft is kind of help represent like the you know all, all the really cool products that we have here. You know, we have all these wineries, and so I thought like you know I, I don't I, I don't. I, I'm not going to have a big list. Mm-hmm. Why I don't need to go further than the the valley, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just really wanted, again, that kind of local, you know, much as we could be local is be local. You know, it's like how much stuff can we get from the Snowlag Park? You know, the only oil we have in our restaurant is Olivinia's olive oil, mm-hmm. and you know we're getting some eggs from a, you know, guy we. Knows like a teacher over at Amador, and he has a organic <laughs> chicken farm in Brentwood, <laughs> and it's like, and you yeah, know, we're getting his awesome. eggs, and then it's like, that's, that's what it's all. And there's about. a lot of, yeah. you know, and I just feel like there's a lot of, um, you, you know, instead of kind of just throwing Livermore, uh, Livermore wine, like just throw it into the mix, like let's just, you know, hey, let's just have nothing but that. You know, I, I don't have a big list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have great. You have you got you got you got, got what you and need, we, and we want to we want to expand on it. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is logistical. You know, we don't have a lot of storage in that little house. You know, yeah, um, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's small, and so we want to kind of keep rotating it. You know, among all the different um, uh, um, wineries, and you know, some have approached me, which is great. Um, you know, we've made since we've been open. We've definitely. You know, I got, I got, I definitely have made some new relationships with some people cool. I didn't know in the past. Um, the can family Viognier. Yeah, that's a great one. You mm-hmm. know, and you just kind of, you know, you get to learn a little bit more about, you know, the the people in this area and what they're good at, and you know, and and we hear their story, we pass along to our servers, and you know, I just think it's it's just something to take pride in. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like it. Do you get to, uh, in terms of, in the last episode, I guess, well, in the last couple episodes, we've talked about a lot of familiar names coming up. One of the guys who's um, really just kind of helped spark our inspiration was, you know, Jim over at the Wine Steward. Um, have you found any way to collaborate, partner in any, in any way with what they're doing over there yet? I know Jim, and I, I just, yeah, I haven't been able to collaborate with them so much. Mm-hmm. What are your days off? Uh, Sunday, Monday, because maybe we should Kinda, just yeah. <laughs> maybe we should all just go there and have a glass. Yeah, and you can Sounds meet him, you can meet him, uh, you know, through a glass. And we we all got to get down there, I think. Anyway, I've been yeah, there. We're really trying to, to drive. Sound like a bad idea. Yeah, drive, yeah. drive home the point of industry, mm-hmm. hanging out with industry. Well, we're uh, we're we're closing in on our time here, but I just, I do want to thank you for taking time. It sounds like you left 
lunch service to be here. <laughs> so right. yeah, Matt, uh, Matt they, texted me earlier this week. He's like, like, hey, give me a call about Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> he's got an event tonight, so I know he's got to hustle. Yeah, um, what's going on? I, yeah, what do you got going on? Oh, um, so we're over at the um, uh, Chamber of Commerce trade uh, trade mixer yeah. over at um, Ruby Hill nice. tonight. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, uh, tell people how they can uh, follow you, follow the restaurant, how they can keep up to date on, on any type of media platform. Let, let them know how they can contact you. Yeah. Uh, so definitely our Instagram is probably our Instagram and Facebook is, is our uh, primary is our best primary way of, you know, keeping up to date. Um, is it just our salt website? Craft? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It's saltcraft underscore restaurant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Make sure saltcraft is in there. You'll find yeah, you'll it. Find yeah, you'll, it. Find you'll find it. it. <laughs> you'll find it. Okay, cool. Um, and then, you know, our website, www.saltcraftpleasanton.com. Okay. Um, are they interacting with you? When is that? Is that you? I mean, who, if, if they hit you up in the DMs and you get a response, is, is that Matt or? Uh, that's, um, that's a lot of, no, DMs. that's, that's, yeah, that's Terry or Melissa. It goes down. Okay. It goes I, down. I tried to kind of, you know, rain that as well. And it was just kind of too much, but they do a great job of controlling all that. And you guys you know. do put out great content every day. I love the time-lapse stuff when you're prepping pasta. In the yeah, that's like good that. stuff. Dude, <laughs> yeah. See, I, I wanted, I mean, I know we're wrapping it up. I want to talk more about the, the, the handmade stuff. Well, Hey, that's yeah, an easy, really, easy. Will you come back on and be a guest again down the road? Sure. We'll do Absolutely. Little, yeah. We'll do a little, a little status update. Maybe before a, we really, really go out. I mean, can you just one last question? I swear I'll shut up. I know I ramble and talk. Damn it, Jeremy! You always do this. We're supposed to be talking. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, wine culture. So love you it. Know, All right, we, I, I keep going. We I talk about it's like just to go with the theme, right? So, wine culture is while it's prefaced and prefixed with wine, it means so much more. And like we and the things we touched on in the episode, be it the host that greets you, the experience, the homemade right. bread, the wine, like it, you know. Um, so, you know, in a nutshell, you know, what is your definition of, of what wine culture feels like now, where it's come from, particularly working at Wente, um, you know, and where is it going? What is, you know, why, why, you know, why, why do, why, why do we have it? Why Livermore? Why Pleasanton? Why, no, why are we players? I think especially more than here, you know, one thing that really, um, drew me into wine, I, cause you know, to be honest with you, I was not a big wine drinker. Um, and when I would come out to California to visit my wife's family, you know, it was just like such a casual thing. People talked about it. They kind of, you know, oh, this is, you know, I just got this case from somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. locally and, you know, you know, they're having fun and it's, it's light, it's easy, it's drinkable. Um, you know, it's not this big deal thing. And for me, it just kind of turned into like, you know, I move out here and I got, I actually got more connected with just the growers Mm -hmm. and the winemakers. And to me, that was just so much more, you know, I like, I appreciate it more because, you know, I just really felt like I connected more with those people than like, let's say, you know, you know, no offense to sommeliers, but I definitely connected more to like the winemakers and the growers than I did to sommeliers and fine dining restaurants. Um, and so, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just cut that part out, cut that part out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Understood. There was just, you know, I think it's just that, uh, you know, for me, it was just that kind of seeing the whole process watching, Mm -hmm. you know, watch like just that's part of your everyday life. My, you know, my, you know, you're, you're driving through the area and you're, you know, you know, the different times of the year mm-hmm. and when the bud, you know, when the vines start to bud. Right. And That's something get, special. For it's sure. something special. And, yeah. you know, when it's so crush time cyclical. and yeah. I know when not to call Colin or somebody like that, because like, oh, they're, yeah, they're in harvest right now. <laughs> you know, like they're not going to be able to. I know. That's when I get, I look at my mind and go, <laughs> back where I go, fuck. God, screw that guy, Matt. God damn it! <laughs> right now, seriously, it's too. It's too. No, it's I, and you get to you get to like you know you, it, when you're much more you know watching it, it. It just means so much. I think so many people are scared of wine, you know, mm. because it, it's they they feel like they don't understand it, right? You know, like um, you know, you take somebody outside who isn't in this area versus just like you know, it's Chardonnay. It's 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 just, it's just a grape, yeah, right, and. Um, and I think, you know, seeing the process um, is, is you know, just really inspiring. You know, it is it is the same way we cook, you know. Um, it's why we like, I like to make, the same way I like to make why, you know, making prosciutto is fun, right? Oh, it's yeah. like, if you look at the whole time span, like it took, you know, 
a year and a half for the pig to grow and then like you carry it and then another year and a half like you're three years in Mm-hmm. You know, before you're actually ever like tasting for a single thin slice, that's ultimately gonna be sold for whatever. Yeah, yeah. Throw, yeah. Throw yeah. See, that's the, the musician so, in you because it takes like two years to record an album for like a three minute song that people may or may not right, like. Right. You know, unless yeah. you're J, unless and then you're and then, and then it's new to everybody, yeah. and you're like so over it at that point, right? You record it, and you're just like, we're just done. Like, dude, I, I yeah. <laughs> yeah well, so, so, so to those listening, understand that what you know this industry has to offer, both wine and food and you know food and beverage you know it's an art form right so um you know well yeah some things just some things stink a little bit but when you're you know i'd like to think that we're talking with some serious players here so if you know if something's not for you understand that 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 style of art might not just be yours right so be a little more careful in how we um you know judge things um but also be more open-minded in why we're judging it or why we're trying it try some stuff try some stuff Build get that, some lamb pastrami. You know, get, oh, hitting. Oh, man. Have you had some lamb pastrami from Dude, Saltcraft? Just the sandwich. Sorry, guys. I, I should have brought you guys on. We were a little bit in the week. I didn't want to ask those guys to make some sandwiches. And what's your, <laughs> what's your, what's your favorite sandwich real quick? What is your, yeah, your, let's, let's, your, let's, your favorite sandwich? Let's end on uh, what, what Matt's favorite sandwich is. Oh, man. What my favorite? Oh, I, I okay. So right now I would say my favorite sandwich on the menu is our ham sandwich. The ham, just the ham, ham sandwich. So, I mean, this is kind of what we do. Like, the ham is something, you know. The recipe I wrote for that ham is ten years ago, and it's you know through the years you you you, you tweak it, and then you know, and then you get a better cut of pork because now you're working with this guy, and then just it it, it evolves, and you know, it's with our pickled olive salad. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot about what we do is at Saltcraft is 100 percent utilization. We don't like to waste anything, and so it's like we're to me, one of my favorite items in that pickle olive salad is like the pickled uh, Swiss chard stems. Mm-hmm. And it's just olives and peppers and um, onions and carrots and pickled Swiss chard stem. And we, flavor in there, we pickle it and just like like your pickle olive salad on your mufalata. You know, it's it's like said. that. And it's just that, our homemade bread and uh, burrata. Sounds amazing. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. You ever been to uh, Ophelia's over in Livermore? I have. You have you? Yeah. Ophelia's, okay. you know Ophelia's good bread. Just, like I think, like uh, of all the guests that we've had, we've talked about Ophelia's. I mean, a couple times now, but no guests. I mean, you two, yeah. Okay. Just like little <laughs> homegrown man making little honey wheat bread, dude. Uh, little honey wheat bread. So let's do it, Jaymon. Send all us right. out, brother. Well, thank you, Matt, for joining us. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks. It's been amazing. You guys go check out Sawcraft in Pleasanton. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Jeremy. Thank you, Colin. Another successful show of TTG Podcast. Again, follow us on TTG underscore podcast. Um, That is our Instagram handle. You can email us at throughthegrapevinepodcast at gmail.com. Please follow Matt on Saltcraft. All his platforms on Instagram. Not on Saltcraft, but dude, the song just ended. That was lame. Okay, here we go. Just rewind it. Follow him on Saltcraft underscore Pleasanton. Is that what it is? On Instagram, yeah. Underscore. Perfect. Done. Thanks again, Matt. Best lunch special in the town. Do it. Do it.